What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. My name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere. A nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says. Promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire Pods, search for us on iTunes or check out BlueWirePods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. <laughs> I'm your other host, Farbad Esnashari. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online and Blue Wire. So, Fire, uh, I'm, I almost called you Firebod. Farbod. Firebod. Yeah, that, that could be your new nickname, I guess. You have no idea how many I've heard. I've heard Fartbod. I've heard Firebod. I've heard Fart in a Boat. I've heard Farchode. I've heard uh, <laughs> like any nickname you can think of Furby, Farby. Uh, we are I mean, off to a raucous start. I mean, fart in a boat kind of takes the cake. I'm like, how do you get to fart in a boat? That's weird. Um, what isn't weird, though, I guess, is the NBA Board of Governors voted to resume the season and, you know, outline how it's going to happen in terms of, like, games and stuff like that. It was a 29-1 to 1 vote. The uh, Portland Trailblazers were the only team to vote no. Uh, when they resume the season, it will consist of 13 Western Conference teams, nine Eastern Conference teams, there will be eight games of regular season seeding for teams to play. There will be a possible plan for the eighth seed. If the ninth seed finishes within eight, four games of the eighth seed, the ninth seed in that instance would have to beat the eighth seed twice while the eighth seed would only need to win once in that plan. So that's, that's basically the gist of when the NBA season resumes, that's what you're going to see. You're only going to see 22 teams. You're only going to see eight games for each team. They're going to have to figure out how the schedule is going to work. There's been rumblings and rumors that they're just going to pick up the schedule where it left off and only involve those teams in it. However, there's some wonky schedule type stuff. Like for instance, uh, the Sacramento Kings, their ninth and 10th games would be against the Clippers and the Lakers but they but they wouldn't have to play those games because they're not in the first eight. However, for the Clippers and the Lakers, the Kings are in their little eight-game section that they'd have to play. So they're going to have to figure that whole thing out. And in doing so, uh, Bet Online, which is one of our sponsors, released their NBA championship odds. Uh, it's on, on their website if you go. 
The Lakers are currently the NBA championship favorites at plus 225. Never heard of them. The Clippers are second at plus 285, and the Bucks are third at plus 300. To give you a, an insight into just the wide gulf and gap from third to fourth in championship odds, the Bucks are plus 300 and they're third. The Celtics are fourth, and they're plus 1,200. So there really are only three teams that people really believe can win the title. And that was actually borne out in the ESPN's NBA insiders that recently just came out. Um, they did polling with their ESPN NBA insiders to, you know, and doled it out to percentages. For instance, the Clippers are 85.3% to make the Western conference finals. The Lakers are 97.1. That's not really shocking. However, the Clippers are only 38.2% to make the NBA finals far the Bucks are 88.2, but the Lakers are 61.8. So the Clippers are by far the underdog of those three teams to make the finals. And when you get around to the champions, the Clippers are only 23.5% to be champs. The Bucks are 26.5%. The Lakers are 50%, which means half of ESPN's NBA insiders polled believe the Los Angeles Lakers will win the championship whenever the season resumes. And they're giving the Clippers roughly a one in four shot, just the same as the Milwaukee Bucks uh, roundabout there. So the Lakers are the overwhelming favorites in the eyes of the insiders and the odds makers. And if you ask anyone on social media, a lot of people just believe, you know, this time off is going to help LeBron and all this stuff. Remember it. Remember that time everyone said the Lakers were going to go to the finals when they had Dwight and Steve Nash and then they lost in the first round? To be fair to them. That was all the insiders had it at the start of the season. Everyone had the Lakers going to the finals against the Miami Heat and they lost in the first round. To be fair to that Lakers team, that was also the year Kobe blew out his Achilles. But even when they had that, they were barely scratching to get to the eighth seed. I know. Remember that time? Steve Nash hurt his knee. Dwight Howard. Every insider said the Clippers would lose to the Spurs in 2015 in the first round. And then, like, the Clippers beat the Spurs. Like, every single insider said it. Listen. All I'm saying is, is that they're wrong. (laughs) So... I don't want to get too much into like who would win between the Lakers and Clippers because that's still a long way down do the line. People are sleeping on the Celtics, though. I think the Celtics have a real shot. I think the Celtics do. I think the Raptors do, too. The Raptors do, but the Celtics just scare me more. Like, anytime I saw somebody beat the Celtics between like the Lakers or the Clippers, it was like, it wasn't a confident win. It was like, oh, that was a nail biter. You barely won type win. Those Lakers, Celt- oh, I'm sorry, they're not like your second. The Clippers Celtics games were absolutely insane because that first Clippers Celtics games uh, was the first time that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard played together. The Clippers were down pretty sizable late in the fourth and came back to force overtime and then won in overtime. Uh, thanks to Patrick Beverly, who, if I remember correctly, had like 15 or 16 rebounds, which was insane. Uh, then, th- then they play in Boston and Paul George leaves that game like midway through, if I remember correctly, right? And Right in the beginning, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, he might not have even... Yeah, he went out like kind of like halfway through the second quarter, and Patrick Beverly was already out for that game. And the Clippers were down that whole game and forced overtime. They actually had a slight lead in the overtime periods, and the Celtics won in double overtime. Those were crazy games. People also forget 
the Celtics beat the crap out of the Lakers in Boston by like 37. Um, they came into LA. They lost at the last second uh, to the Lakers. The Celtics are not a joke. Like that's a team that's that's really tough. They have the wing guys that can give teams problems in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. You know, obviously they have Kemba Walker. Uh, Daniel Tice is a really good center. Uh, Enos Cantor is a monster on the glass and can score. He can't really defend, but who cares at that point? He's off the bench. So the Celtics do present problems. So it is a little bit shocking to see the Celtics plus 1,200 and the Bucks plus 300 in third. You'd think there would be, and I'm not saying like the Bucks don't deserve to, actually, in my opinion, the Bucks should be the favorites. That's yeah. my honest to God opinion. Well, how have the Bucks and the Celtics done against each other? I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. It was like it feels like eighteen years ago. <laughs> Everything feels so long ago. Um, if I remember correct, oh, uh, they've only played twice. They played in late October at Boston, and Boston won by eleven. They played in Milwaukee in mid-January, and the Bucks won by five. So it's not that like. I mean, it still seems pretty like they have a shot against the Bucks. You want to, you want something kind of, I guess not demoralizing, but kind of crappy. My, Milwaukee Boston my was supposed nights. to be, yeah. Milwaukee Boston was supposed to be the next game on the schedule, um, before the season got postponed. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, how have they only played each other twice? And like, they're supposed to play each other four times, but they're not going to get to a fourth time. But I also find Toronto fascinating. Because you have Marc Gasol, you have Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, um, obviously Kyle Lowry. Like, you know, the Raptors were second in the East. They lost Kawhi Leonard and they're still second in the East. Although it is funny to see people that are like, you know, the Raptors are better than the Clippers. Like they lost Kawhi and they're better than the Clippers. People must not have watched those two games, especially the game in Toronto. People just don't like to watch. They just like to hear other people's opinions and then formulate opinions. Yeah. And that's the problem too. I think, I mean, I'm not here to tell people what to think. I want people to inform their or inform. I want, I want to inform people, but I want them to form their own opinions and ideas and things of that nature. So I'm only really presenting you information on what I think. I'm not trying to tell you, this is how you have to think. I'm here to tell people what to do. And they need to like, comment, subscribe <laughs> this podcast. What's wrong with you? It's not a thing, but like, comment, subscribe. Comment, subscribe. Is it, what isn't it? Like and subscribe, review, rate. No, on rate? YouTube it's like, comment, subscribe. But that's like the meme is just to tell everybody to do that. Oh yeah, you see that at always always at the outside of every like YouTube video. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like okay, um, if I could like anything about this NBA season, it's that it sounds like it's going to resume. I just, I just want everyone to be safe and you know, it's, it's going to be tough. From what I've heard about this bubble, it sounds pretty, it sounds like it is literally the safest place to be in America. Um, I think anyone who is there is chill. That's not saying much though. No, but it's like, no one's allowed to leave for three months at all. Unless... I mean, I don't know what the hell Trey Young did where he got to play in Oklahoma and just not care about any type of social distancing, which was like the wildest thing I've seen. Okay. 
that was the most insane thing I have seen since all of this began. I was more surprised he just didn't get like, I was so blown away. He didn't get chastised for that. There was like no articles being like, what are you doing? It was, there was nothing. It was like, it never happened. It was like, dude, this is wild. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, Trey young, there was a video that came out, uh, several days ago, if I'm not mistaken of Trey young playing in a gym in Oklahoma. Okay. Nothing, nothing, not a big deal about that, except he was playing full five on five and the entire gym was packed to the rafters of people. It was so packed. You had people standing, uh, at the end line at the, at the, uh, baseline, excuse me. Um, just standing there taking video, taking pictures, just hordes of people in and a tiny gymnasium <laughs> was, like, yeah, was zero yeah, yeah. masks. It was literally like you, you would have thought that footage was from last year, to be honest. Honestly, if, the, if that video had said this was from the summer, like last summer, I would have believed that. Yeah. I don't think I I'm hoping no NBA player does that, but from what I'm understanding about this bubble, it's going to be very, 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 very pricey. There's no ins and outs on anyone. You cannot leave and they won't let you leave. And then if any outside media comes in, they have to sit in the nosebleeds. So like there's nothing they can do either. And there, and, and if any outside media who comes out that comes to the games aren't allowed to interview the players either. So I think at the end of the day, it's just going to be like a very small bubble of like 20 media and the players. And they're just going to be stuck there from July to October, which is like, like a crazy summer camp, like a summer camp at Disney with a bunch of millionaires. (laughs) There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. If we're going to talk about safety and sanitary issues, the training facility has opened and Arash Markazi at the LA Times wrote a really good article just detailing what it was like to be there with Patrick Patterson. By the way, shout outs to Arash for being in Las Vegas because that is also super wild <laughs> to see that Vegas is open. But um, Patrick Patterson kind of detailed that basically uh, everyone who comes in has everything cleaned. Anywhere they go, it gets cleaned. Uh, they only let in like two to four players at a time. And everything is very, very, very spaced out. And you have to, you get everything sanitized. So it just seems like they're doing a good job of making players feel safe in that training facility. Yeah. So here's snippets of the LA Times articles uh, about Patrick Patterson talking about the training complex. When you go into it, you have to take a nasal swab test. 
there's a limited amount of parking spaces to um, basically limit the amount of people that can even come into the building in the first place. When you walk in, you have to wear a mask and gloves. They take your temperature, ask how you're feeling and ask you if you're on any medication, vitamins, any of that stuff. Then they clean everything you bring into the facility and they wipe down everything you touch the minute you're done actually doing anything. So if you use any workout equipment, if you use a ball to shoot on the court, they wipe that immediately down. They even wipe down the actual like backboard, the rim, everything. They wipe it all down. They wipe down the floor, like literally not an inch goes unwiped, essentially. Patrick Patterson described it as, quote, it's a very thorough process. Um, like like Farbaugh said, only two to four players are allowed at, in at the same time. And Patterson described it as basically, you know, it's like in the locker room, there's only four chairs. Each person has a different corner. So you're not even close to being near each other. There's limitations on showers and stuff like, you know, um, in terms of, you know, just monitoring everything. They, um, they're just really strict and that's how you have to be. This is the era that we live in. This is the COVID era that we live in. And Doc Rivers did say that 12 of the 17 players including those on two-way contracts have used the facility so far. The one person who hasn't though, and it's very notable. And he talked about this when he was interviewed by Scott Van Pelt on sports center about a week ago is Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly did not want to put his family at risk uh, by going to the training facility. So he didn't want to do that before there was a set plan for the NBA's return. Cause he didn't see the point, but he has been working out at home. Uh, he spent time in Los Angeles. He spent time in Houston. I believe he's still in Houston at the moment. So he's worked out on his own, but Beverly has not been to the training facility yet. So this is just where we're at right now in society. And it's nice to see the Clippers taking all relevant precautions to limit the spread or potential spread of this deadly virus. It's, it's interesting. Sports Illustrated asked me about the betting odds for um, for the Clippers and how I think they would do fair to other teams and. I think one thing that's gone unnoticed is their extreme effort to keep all the players ready. And you could really know the only time you got a subtle hint about it was they talked about how every player, you know, has gotten training equipment and a home gym. And when Austin Rivers talked to Doc and Austin was like, oh, like we haven't done any of that. Like you guys are way ahead of everyone. I think that's where you can you can kind of gauge just how ahead of the game the Clippers have been during this whole quarantine. Yeah. And you know, just staying on top of everything is going to be the big thing. You know, this is, these are unprecedented times. I like, this is going to sound crazy. This is more uncertain times. I think than like a world war would be. And the only reason I say that is because this is a, like what's happening is something you can't see. So you have to fight an invisible war. You know what I mean? We're fighting John Cena. By the way, shout out to John Cena. He donated money recently to the uh, causes that are happening right now. And sounds like an all around good dude. He he also donated $40,000, I think it was, to Shad's funeral fund as well. Is John Cena like the nicest dude? Because when you factor in like all his Make-A-Wish stuff that he does... I, from what I always hear, he's just very interesting. Like, he's very peculiar. So, I mean, I haven't met him, but I always hear, like, he's a cool dude, but he's also very peculiar at the same time, but he's also donates 
does more make-a-wishes than anybody. So it's, I think he's much more multifaceted than I think most people think. While all this was happening, the Clippers put together a video and it was narrated by Paul George. The title of the video is while we were away. Um, it pays tributes to the victims of injustice that have happened. It also talks about the ongoing battle with the coronavirus. It's very beautifully done. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of yes. 10. Um, I do want to talk about a couple things from here. There are uh, several things that need to be talked about from this video. First off, shout out to the Clipper social team. Uh, Andre Robinson put together the video. Charlie Widows and Chris Wallace, they all worked together to put this together. There's a line in here from Paul George Farbod, and this is the line. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery were murdered. Cause of death, another more familiar virus. Centuries old. That is one of the most poignant and powerful lines I've ever seen in a video related to this. I I mean... It was he just did such a fantastic job as a narrator. It's uh it's interesting that Paul George has become like that guy for the Clippers now, where he's the the narrator. He's the voice. Players. Yeah. Um there's another line in here as well. Kobe and he was their voice for this. Yeah. The the video ends, and I'm gonna put the audio in after I say it because I want everyone to at least hear the way that it's delivered by him. Cause I can't say it as well as he did, but here's the line. This is how the video ends. Basketball offers no vaccine, no cure. Only an example of teamwork of togetherness. Basketball offers no vaccine, no cure. Only an example of teamwork of togetherness. What you just heard is I it's it's perfect. It's it's basketball's not a cure. It's not. It's a distraction from a lot of things, but it's it is an example, I believe, of teamwork and togetherness. Like you can come together for a common good, for a common goal to get things back together. And I don't think that can go unnoticed. I mean, I just like the fact that they made that video and addressed both things happening at once. I don't think I've seen any other team really make something like that. And if I did, maybe I just didn't see it. But like, I just appreciated that they did that. Yeah, it's it, it was needed, I think. I think people needed to see something like that that talked about everything that's happening, not just one thing, not just the other thing, but everything. You know, it's talking about the vi- it's, it's talking about COVID-19. It's talking about racial inequality and police brutality. It's talking about all these things and these are things that, you know, uh, look, I'm going to be honest, we're recording this on June 10th, okay? The protests for George Floyd have been going on for I believe 16 days now. You know, this battle with COVID-19 in terms of like a lockdown and like all this stuff has been going on for the better part of, let's see, since what, mid-February, or excuse me, mid-March, right? Mid-March. Yeah, mid-March. So you're coming up on, let's see, March to April, April to May, May we're coming up on three full months, 90 full days of just inactivity. I mean, some stuff has returned. There's Bundesliga, which is the German soccer leagues come back. There's Vegas. (laughs) We're not talking about Vegas. That's insane. Just insanity. Um, You know, I, I, so Bundesliga's come back, which is the German soccer league, as I mentioned, NASCAR's come back. Obviously these are without fans, 
But then there's talk that there's going to be fans at races pretty soon. And, you know, not a lot. Like, I think they said 5,000 um, at Talladega, I believe they said, which, you know, is a huge racetrack. And, you know, so we're in the era of soft opening, like, you know, quote unquote, soft opening. So I think this video touches on things that we, at this point in time, hold dear. Like, we should care about the virus. We should care about police brutality. And they are linked together because that's the time that we live in now where everything is linked together. And for Paul George to be the narrator that he was and for the Clippers social media department or social department to put together that video was not only was it uplifting, I found it very therapeutic to actually have that happen. It's hard for me to describe it, but I just I just thought like a lot of you just couldn't jump straight into regular social stuff. Like you just couldn't jump into like regular social media stuff. You had to say something. Yeah, you just couldn't you just couldn't jump into regular social stuff. So you you get that and then you let people know you care because you can't act like you don't care and be like, all right, everybody, we're going to we're going to show you pictures of Zubots Duncan. We're back to that. You're like, well, I mean, there's bigger stuff going on in the world. So you still need to address that, you know. If you don't address it, I think you're, I don't want to spend too much time rehashing stuff that you and I have already talked about, but last week we had to talk about it and I feel like we should always talk about it because what's happening in this country is something that we need to talk about. I know this is a basketball podcast, but it also pertains to basketball, the inequality, the police brutality, you know, Sterling Brown of the Milwaukee Bucks was racially profiled a while back by police officers like this isn't this isn't just shoehorned into just quote-unquote common society this happens to athletes as well so to not talk about it would be just an engraved injustice so i'm glad the clippers produced that video it was very well done i can't thank paul george enough for narrating it i can't thank the clippers social department for making it it was just it was beautiful and it was haunting because you you see the images of the nurses and you see the images, you know, of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And you're just like, it's, it's haunting because this is the era and the age and the society that we live in right now. And we, it needs to be better. We can do better. You can do better. We all can do better. And if we're not going forward together, then what's the point? I think that's the message of the video is, you know, if you band together, you can achieve anything. And I, I firmly believe that. On a lighter note, though, Joakim Noah had a great interview with Jovan. Shoutouts to Jobin Buha. Jovan Buha of The Athletic for those. Uh, go subscribe to The Athletic if you can, please. Jobin Justin Bieber Buha. <laughs> He'll probably be so mad at me about that one. Um, so he, he did a great interview with um, Joakim Noah, and I I just thought, like, it was something I touched upon in Sports Illustrated, but I just love that Joakim, for, you can bleep me, but Joakim was just like, let's f***ing go. And I was like, man, I'm I'm all in. He's like Patrick Beverly 2.0. Let's f***ing go. Like, that's all I need to hear from him. Give the quote. Here's the full quote. I mean, let's f***ing go. Let's f***ing go. This is what it's all about. And that's, I mean... There's a lot of good stuff in that quote. I mean, in that article talking about how like he's been wanting to get with the Clippers forever. 
he tried so hard. He reached out to like Austin Rivers, his friends. He reached out to Tom Thibodeau. He reached out to Billy Donovan. Like he did everything he could to try and get that spot with the Clippers. I think that's something fans didn't realize just how much he campaigned to be there. He really wanted to be a Clipper. Like you read this article. He really wanted to be a Clipper and he waited until they offered him a 10 day deal. Cause he, he basically had offers, I believe from like the Dallas Mavericks, if I recall, and he waited for the Clippers. And I do want to talk about this cause you know, there is like an unsung quote unquote hero in the Clippers organizations. And it's Lawrence Frank because Lawrence Frank was the guy who put the full, full court press on Kawhi Leonard a year early prior to free agency and, and got him. Got him. Yes, they gave up a ton to get Paul George alongside him, but they got him. Lawrence Frank makes it work. The part of this article that I found really interesting, and maybe this was just me, Lawrence Frank picked up Joe Kim Noah from the airport after a six-hour flight. This is your president of basketball operations going to an airport to pick up a guy after a six-hour flight, and he didn't have to. He could have sent like a limo service. He could have sent someone else to pick him up. But this is your president of basketball operations going to the airport. LAX most likely and picking him up from that airport. That says a lot about the character and the person that Lawrence Frank is to me. I always love, I think I've said it on here before, but I always love how like the way Lawrence Frank phrases things. Like anytime you try to ask him a question and you're like, well, Lawrence, like, what do you think? What do you think about Reggie Jackson? And he goes like, well, you have to think about what the term player means and what Reggie Jackson does to epitomize that term. I'm like, bro, just tell me if you think he's good or bad. Like, that's it's such a Lawrence Frank way, and I always I always love that about him. Well, that's what I like about Lawrence. Like, he I've seen Lawrence talk in person a couple times, and uh there was a season ticket holder like thing with him um on the balcony at Staples Center. You know what balcony I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the City View Terrace, CVT, and the 300 level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it overlooks LA Live, uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about. Like, you go on the balcony. There's like There used to be a bar up there. I don't know if the bar's there anymore. You go up there, and he was talking, and he was very personable. He answered questions from people. You know, it, it, was, it was such a raw look at a guy who had basically just been elevated to that position, I believe, within the, the year prior to that. And they had just done all these things. You know, Chris had just left. Um, this is this this is the season in which uh, they missed the playoffs, but they go like 42 and 40. And I think Doc does his best coaching job, mind you. Because um, Blake misses like half the year and then like all that stuff. Tyrone and, Wallace here. CJ yes. Williams. Yeah. Uh, they traded Blake that year too. Um so they make a tough, a bunch of tough decisions. That was DJ's walk year, DeAndre Jordan's walk year, and free. Uh, he leaves the year after that in free agency. Um, but I found Lawrence Frank very engaging, very honest, very personable, and very meticulous. Like I don't think unless people spend time around him, at least for even like two minutes, you don't understand. Like this guy has like a mind that's very like almost like computer like, right? Because you've seen this, where like you'll ask him something. And his eyes will kind of like look at you and then like you can see it like computing in his mind. Yeah, it's it's just hard to explain. I, I don't want to say salesman-y, but it's just different. Yeah, 
he's 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 smart the guy like you know when you're around smart people like you can just tell like based on how not just how they talk but how they present themselves that's a smart dude Lawrence Frank is a very smart dude and I want to give him credit because he got Joe Kim Noah and I don't know if Joe Kim Noah is going to play a part in the rest of the season or in the postseason or whatever and I'm also curious to find out what's the deal with 10-day contracts because you figure once a player goes to Orlando he has to stay there so if Joe Kim Noah goes to Orlando I'm assuming that 10-day contract is basically through the rest of the season so he might have a bigger role you know, I know he's in the article that Jovan does, he is seen as the mentor to Evita Zubats, which is great. Zubats needs that kind of mentor. And Zubats gets something different from Noah than he would get from like Montres Harrell because Noah is more defensive oriented. He understands defensive concepts. He's been through the grinds. He's been basically almost to the mountaintop, you know, with the Chicago Bulls and Tom Thibodeau. So... Noah's a guy who can teach Zubats quite a few things. He could teach a lot of guys several things. But Farbat, I do have to tell you, I'm kind of excited for one aspect. Do you know what it is? Let's f- go. Well, I will, sir. I want to see five minutes of Patrick Beverly, Joe Kim Noah, and Marcus Morris Sr. on the court. I want to see them go to the absolute f- bag limit. That's That'll be so wild without fans. Like You can hear everything. They're just... You just hear them literally. I, I'm sure someone will fight the Clippers in the playoffs. If those three are, I will, I will put this down. If Patrick Beverly, Joakim Noah, and Marcus Morris are all in the same lineup with no fans or anything, and you and the players can hear everything, there will be a fight in that game. It might be between themselves. I don't think it'll be between themselves, but I think those three are going to be like the most like a wrestling stable just like talking trash and be like you can't guard me I'm a he's like I don't even fire shots at Barry Graves and they just like keep going at each other and someone's going to someone will fight him Are they the NWO cuz if you think about it from a timeline perspective Patrick Beverly gets there first like Scott Hall then Marcus Morris senior is basically Kevin Nash he comes over just after and then Joe Kim Noah is the third guy I That's can't really program. give him that much props. That's more like a, like Katie, Steph, Clay, or like, yeah, I'll give them like more than NWO. But, but think about it from like a career perspective though, because Scott Hall, it was the workhorse. That's Patrick Beverly. I can't, Kevin Nash, can't Kevin Nash it. was the big man who was still in his prime. Marcus Morris senior. Hulk Hogan was a little bit past his prime, but can't was the big it. name. Joe Kim Noah. Hogan's like, the greatest he was like the greatest ever at the time like we have to give that to like the heatles like it has to be like lebron d way you just go with me on this one please and do it won't do it uh to finish up with the joe kim noah stuff he believes that the organization or excuse me he believes in the organization and in helping them win a title and in fact he did have a great quote in here besides the let's go which i'm gonna have to bleep out about 30 times in here um here's the quote quote There's nobody I would want to do this with more than with the Clippers. That is a man I will ride and die with, Farbod. That's the perfect way to end this episode, too. There's no better way than that quote. Thank you, Fart Boat. Fart in a boat. (laughs) All right, uh, I've been Justin Russo. That's been Farbod Esnashari. We are Clip and Roll. I can say my own name, and it's Fart in a Boat Esnashari.
<laughs> Are you a little bit happy I didn't butcher your last name? No. Wow, you wanted that for yourself too, didn't you? No. All right, listen, everybody stay safe with the COVID-19 still going on. I just want everyone to be safe. I believe in a world where everyone's equal. And I want basketball back as much as anybody. So, listen, stay safe. Call your loved ones. Tell them you love them. Farbot, you got anything? Nut cutting time. I f- hate you. Let's go. Let's f- go.